Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. What makes them industry giants? Get ready to take a peek inside and learn their secrets of success. This is Silicon Valley Insider, the show that demystifies the valley and helps to elevate your business to the next level. Now, your host for Silicon Valley Insider, Keith Koo. Welcome to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Jason Ma, CEO and Chief Mentor of 3EQ. Jason's passion is to train next generation leaders, and that is of any generation. So whether you are a millennial, Gen Xer, or in high school and college, Jason has been mentoring Silicon Valley icons in the last 20 years. In this week's tech news, Apple had the Worldwide Developers Conference, and they made several big announcements. First up is that they will come out with Apple OS 11. OS X, which has been around for, believe it or not, 20 years, has been the backbone of Apple software. And so calling it OS 11 is quite significant, and it's going to look a lot like other computer systems such as Android or Microsoft in approach. It's very modular. And the whole point of that is to make sure that your iOS apps or iPhones and iPads, et cetera, will be seamlessly operating with Mac's overall operating system. Also, along with that announcement, Apple announced that it's going to develop its own microchips. That's also a big development since Apple many years ago decided to go to Intel-based chips, which is what made it much cheaper to operate, but also enabled it to have all kinds of different applications that it didn't have before. Uh, Reports are that Microsoft... Adobe and other popular Apple applications have already been performing well in test on these new chips. Apple also announced as part of its new features that it will be giving developers a mandate to provide a lot more data when it's using location services to protect users' privacy. And so developers will have to disclose even more information than they have before. Now, it's still not a mandatory thing, So they're not going to be checking every single app, but it is a call to action for developers that they must have privacy in design. In my final story, I wanted to talk about Microsoft's announcement that they're acquiring CyberX. CyberX is a company devoted to securing devices such as mobile phones, thermostats, TiVos. And so this is just continuing commitment by Microsoft to secure IoT devices. And that's the tech news of the week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, my special guest today is Jason Ma, who is the Chief Mentor Officer of 3EQ, and he is empowering next-generation leaders. Welcome back, Jason. Uh, Thank you for inviting, Keith. You know, Jason, you have a great story, and I think especially during these uh, kind of uncertain times, I think your story is one of hope and optimism, and you're really empowering that next generation of leaders. So I wanted to first talk about your background. How did this even become a thing? Because you kind of did the traditional path to start off. Yeah. um, I've been in the business and tech business for a long time, right? So ever since my Berkeley engineering degree back in the mid 80s, I'm that old, by the way, even though I look like just graduated high school. And, you know, I've been doing, uh, you know, kind of engineering and international sales, sales marketing, kind of managing director, kind of running Asia Pacific International for a bunch of tech companies, right? A lot of comms and networking, kind of like you in the past, uh, you know, Keith, Cisco, right? We were partners back then with yeah. one or two of my companies. And you know, so we all went IPO, got acquired, right? So caught the, you know, the Silicon Valley story, right? Executive and I co-founded a few companies, exited one and two. 
this stuff all over the world, right? Travel close to three million miles, lost track on business. You know, I kind of mix business with pleasure because if business is not pleasurable, why do it, right? And about 13 years ago, when I, I was a, you know, I was a father, my kids were young then. My kids today are 23 and one just turned 20 this weekend. And, but 13 years ago, I realized that, oh my gosh, young people everywhere. And, and I look around is what I call either wasted potential or undertapped potential. And they have not fully tapped into the potential, number one. They have not actualized their best selves. They are not even close to achieving the greatest outcomes possible in terms of goal achievement, BM, college admissions, or other life goals, right? And why don't I jump in and participate and kind of help change the world in my small ways, right? So at that time, I was running an ed tech company, uh, education technology SaaS mm-hmm. company, and uh, is actually uh, Cayman Islands and with Chinese operations. Uh, I'm thoroughly American, right? And then, uh, so we decided to merge with American Chain of Learning Centers and co- form my previous education services company, did quite well. So we, meant, we helped thousands of families every single year uh, to, to kind of co- get, into, get into college and kind of do the enrichment, SAT, ACT prep, summer camp and all that. But my overall goal is I never have deviated, but the constant is that, man, it's not only getting them into great school and all that. It's really to turn our next generation leaders, right? One step at a time. Because from what I've seen so far, uh, I think the conference board wrote about that. The world needs, has a dearth, low supply of really good next-gen leaders. And why do you think that is? You know, being next-gen leaders, um, and I, I get insp- invited to speak about Leadership 3.0. Along the way, I wrote a book called Young Leaders 3.0, reflecting part of my beliefs, right, is in order for you to be a great leader moving forward, you got to be super adaptable, super quick in learning, and all sorts of soft skills and a strong growth contribution mindset and all that, right? So over the past 13 years, my previous company, until I formed 3EQ, my current firm, um, you know, I fo- decided to get my weekends back because back then in my previous company, I tell you, Keith, I had to work every single Saturday, every single Sunday, full time, and maybe a couple of hours off on a mid-late Saturday night, year straight. I, I think I kind of want my life back, right? But that's a Silicon Valley dream. I mean, that's what people, <laughs> that's what people come here for. I, I did a couple of times already. It's not like I haven't done it. Get it, right? So <laughs> the entrepreneur thing here, you know, exactly. We speak Silicon Valley, correct? Um, I think um, from what I've seen so far, and you've been around a block, right? You're a total, you're the Silicon Valley insider, and I'm the global American dude, right? Been doing business all over. I see that, man, there's a lot of fixed mindset. There's a lot of executives and top people that should not be in those jobs. And um, for, for rich families, poor families, I see all sorts of room for area for improvement. How's that, mm-hmm. right? Room for improvement. So what I discovered over the, uh, fast forward to today, 20,000 hours later of uh, success, mentoring, coaching, applied research, writing, and speaking. And I see all sorts of patterns, right? So my equation boils down to my book, Young Leaders 3.0, uh, stories, insights, and tips for next-gen leaders, part of a key theme is that you got to build what I call pragmatic, emotional, social, and leadership intelligence, right? So you hear about emotion, intelligence, emotional quotient all the time. It's getting so trite, correct? 
yes. EQ, right? But to me, it's wimpy. It's not enough for me. I like to lift out the word social and lift out the word leadership in addition to emotional. Here's why. Emotion, right? We all make decisions based on certain state that we're in, right? The worst state is suicide, depression, and move up, right? Worry, anxiety. And you go to this flow state, peak state, God state. And most people are in between somewhere. Right. But wouldn't you want to spend more and more time in a top 10% state on a daily basis during your awake time? Wouldn't you like that? Wouldn't you, be, wouldn't you be making more powerful, better decisions, taking better actions or not you know, taking you know, better inaction as well? and getting greater outcomes and greater results, whatever your life stage goals are, right? So that horizontal is very important. And when I say social, it's social capital, right? Just like values are core beliefs within our belief system, our story. Principles or values apply, applied socially, externally. Wouldn't you agree? It's kind of like your know, values and principles, right? Ray Dalio wrote, 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 wrote a great book, uh, Principles. I go through a book a week, by the way. And I'm going to hold you right there because I think yeah. this is a great topic to come right back to because we're going to have you right back. So Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Ku, special guest Jason Ma, Chief Mentor Officer of Next Generation Leaders and the principal at 3EQ. We are talking about extremely important topic given the situation we're in as a society that there is optimism and hope and you can change. So any questions or comments, you should email us at info at svn.biz. We can get you in touch with Jason and we'll give you his contact information a little bit later in the show. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. My special guest today is Jason Ma, who's the CEO and Chief Mentor of 3EQ. He works with top CEOs in the Valley and globally. He works with family offices and investors. But more importantly, he's working with you on how you can be the next generation leader. So welcome back, Jason. Thank you. So Jason, one question I have is where do you think Gen Xs are headed? How can they really adopt these principles that we started talking about in the last segment? Right. Well, you know, um, first of all, I, I never like to label anything. I, I just do not like sweeping generalization, but for conversation's sake, right? So Gen Xers, for most of us, uh, know about what Gen Xers are. Is that between baby boomers. And uh, you know, believe it or not, I'm actually a tail-end baby boomer myself. And even though, you know, I look like Willie, just graduated high school. And so Gen Xers between baby boomer and the millennials, right? So Gen Xers are probably roughly today about around age 40 to around age 55, around that, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you got, I'm sure in your, in your audience, Keith, you got CEOs, you got maybe some public servant uh, service uh, leaders, you got executives, you got managers and all sorts of teachers and educators and, you know, at-home parents and all that. Um, I think uh, Gen Xers on average, and it all depends on the person, pretty practical, and they are on average parents. I mean, if they choose not to be parent, that's fine as well. And they got uh, tweens and teenagers, right? Maybe if they get married, they are into the 20s. They worry about their next generation, absolutely. They themselves may be the next generation if they, have, if they want to thrive up further through the corporate ladder, et cetera. Um, it's, you know, the... 
my 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 mentoring framework, right? I I uh, mentor all sorts of um, very selective. I mentor my students and mentees. I mentor different age brackets, right? From Gen Z to uh, millennials to Gen Xers, right? And also, I, I will not say I mentor the uh, baby boomers, but I advise them. I'm more polite to them. They're not my student, right? But I joke that the millennials and the Gen Zers, your asses are my, are my, are my, are my students, right? Young. It, I, I play with people all the time. I joke yeah. with them all the time. Right? That's good. The humor, is, humor is important, right? When it comes to folks that are working, Gen Xers, think about it. Your life stage goals, what are most important to you? Is your business, career, family, personal success, next level success, isn't it? Same for you and me. You're a Gen Xer, right? Oh, yeah. Same for me. I'm a, I'm a tail end boomer. Is my business, career, personal, next family success. You know, and, and unless everything's perfect, which is impossible, right? Then there's got to be some room for improvement there, in there somewhere. It's got to be some area for improvement, right? So we got to be humble and wise enough to always be continuously learning to improve, right? And um, I'm, you know, I'm part of the B20 for the G20. And I think for um, for those who don't know the difference, I think we should go describe what the B20 versus the G20 is. Right. Yeah. In fact, today I just had another B20 meeting. The business 20, B20 is the G20. You guys don't know what the G20 is, right? Yep. The, top, the top 20 countries run by the presidents and prime ministers, right? Um, it's the G20's own global private sector or business advisory council. So think of it, if the G20 were a uh, company, they're not, right? It's not legally binding. Then the B20 is like their business advice report, right? So we feed policy recommendations to them. I've been sitting on a future work and education task force ever since the G20, B20, Australia, Turkey, China, Germany, Argentina, now this year, Saudi Arabia. I look forward to going to Riyadh, Saudi Arabia in October. Hopefully, we're going to be able to do that despite COVID, right? So, and... One of the things that we've been proposing, and I've been pushing a number of things as well, right? Reduce the, the pain for entrepreneurs when it comes to structural regulations. Really make it easier for them on all sorts of ways, structurally. And I also talk about soft skills you have to develop, right? We're very big on pushing lifelong learning, even for adults right now. Upskilling, reskilling, lifelong learning. Adaptability, right? Agility, communication. Your critical thinking, decision making, problem solving. You got to be great at that. Otherwise, you cannot be a leader, correct? And if you want to be a great leader, if you want to be a leader, whether you are 17 in high school or you are 47 as a CEO or senior executive, you, you got to communicate real well. Your collaboration, compassion, pragmatic compassion skills, right? And, uh, and leadership skills. You don't have to be an expert in subject areas, right? That's where people are there to help you. You got to hire nice et cetera, right? So my point is that your life stage goals, I call it vertical goals are different based on the life, based on the age bracket. Millennials, okay, similar vertical goal, it's, it's, that, except that they don't have as much wisdom as the Gen Xers, right? Because wisdom comes from great experience, right? Successes and failures. It's about business, career, personal success. Once you have a family, then all of a sudden you become a parent, then a parent in you, your flip comes right out, right? If you are still going to college or going to high school, then the goals are a little bit different, right? Think about that. You step back, reflect back on your cow days, right, Keith? Keith? You know, then back in, of course, those days, life was much simpler compared yeah. to today. Today is yes. like hyper-competitive yes. everywhere. Hyper-competition, it's a norm. Let's face it, okay? 
then back if you're in college, then the key goals for you is really your career positioning with or without grad school based on your situation. Every person's different. As your first job is important, isn't it? Internships, activities, academics, those are interim. Internships are kind of jobs to gain experience, look great on your resume. And because today, if you want to if you want to get a coveted job at a great company, it's beyond hyper competitive. I'll give you one example. Google hiring rate is 0.25%, mm-hmm. one out of 400 applications. That's 20 times harder to get into Google than to get into Harvard, which is less than 5% a mid-rate. Yeah. Stanford is close to 4% a mid-rate. Okay? Facebook, probably less than 1%. You want to get an iBanking job at Goldman Sachs or JP Morgan, try less than 1%, right? And you want to get a great job in, in this great companies, even though job openings are there, but they're very selective in hiring, right? I'm talking about the great companies and all that. It's interesting. When I was at um, a very big fintech company, um, almost considered monopolistic in certain product categories, we hired uh, a class every year, the best of the best. And so I mentored that class. And what was interesting, because they're millennials, so this is probably more than 10 years ago. They come out of Harvard, Stanford, Cal, Oxford, and... The thing that was interesting for me to notice the difference between an Xer and a millennial or any of the other generation is that they did come out of the pedigree of the school, but they felt like, and this was right during the last financial crisis, they felt like, and and they're working for a fintech company, that saving for a house was even back then unobtainable in something like a Palo Alto or Mountain View, right? Right. And, And so it was a little bit of skepticism and personality that they were not going to achieve even with their even with their pedigree they were not going to achieve the level that they wanted to achieve what are your what were your thoughts on that um it's a it's a common thing on one side it's called delusion on the other side is kind of executing on subpar assumptions belief system right which goes to the point of the pragmatic three eq and the 4s framework that i have when i say 4s i mean your story your emotional, mental state of mind, your strategies and execution, and your soft skills with a visionary direction. That's part of my mentoring framework, right? I got it down to a science. And we're going to get into that in our next segment. We're going to dive right right into that. Once again, you're listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Q. My special guest today is Jason Ma, who is the CEO and chief mentor of 3EQ. He is an advisor to corporations, to CEOs, and to all levels of generations as they get to the next level. So don't go away as we speak more with Jason. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, or LinkedIn, and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now back to Silicon Valley Insider. Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider. I'm your host, Keith Koo. On today's show, my special guest is Jason Ma, Chief Executive Officer and Chief Mentor of 3EQ. And he is training next generation leaders, and he's been doing that for 20 years. On this week's Cyber Tip, I want to talk about two things. One is that the growing concerns over telehealth, especially in light of the pandemic, more and more people have turned to their doctors for help. And the doctors, since they can't meet them in person, they've been using telehealth. This is often the case with technology being a leader before actual regulations and policies. And so telehealth, I've talked about it many times during the show. 
as part of healthcare, healthcare isn't as regulated as banking. And so now that people are trusting more and more their doctor's appointments to telehealth, politicians are deciding that they need to actually write more laws to ensure your safety. Uh, even HIPAA, which is a 20-year-old regulation, doesn't really protect user data when it's being transferred between two hospital systems. And so that's something that was written into the law. So there'll be more information with that. Because of all the focus on law enforcement and defunding law enforcement, it has been a prime time for cyber attacks on these organizations. It always makes sense that during any type of crisis, never let a crisis go to waste, even hackers are exploiting that. And so there's been a huge rise in attacks on law enforcement to steal data with the hope that there's some sensitive information there that can be sold to another party for profit or gain. It also behooves law enforcement agencies to be on very high alert and also be aware, and this is a vendor management topic, that often organizations use the same vendors over and over again. So if one gets breached, you can guarantee that almost anyone in the cloud will be breached as well. So if you have any questions or comments on that, feel free to email us at info at svn.biz. I'll be happy to help you out. And that's the Cyber Tip of the Week. Welcome back to the show. Once again, I'm joined with Jason Ma, who is the CEO and Chief Mentor of 3EQ. Jason advises all levels of executives as well as family offices, VCs. And right now we're finishing up with his conversation on what the 4S framework is. So Jason, what is the 4S framework? Yeah, going back to your uh, comment about belief system, right? Because people make decisions based on certain states you're in, right? And so the state is part of a 4S, your emotional state, state of mind, right? Story is probably the basis, the trunk, the root of your life. And that is pretty much your belief system, right? Vinod Khosla says it quite a bit, right? Belief system. And when people say mindset, what it really means is really your belief system and your state, your attitude combined, right? It's kind of like the rules that you have, the, the if-then rules, the global rules that are overt, that are covert, embedded into your personal operating system. And uh, it's the blueprint about yourself, how you operate in your world, how the world works around you, and the world between your ears, right? So the belief system is, the good news is that it's all honorable, right? We could totally, totally remove some bad beliefs. We could totally replace it with better beliefs, right? Because some people operate, you know, and I see it all the time, right? It's like they're great people, but in certain areas, just very close-minded, right? And some people are, are kind of narrow, but they're great in this area, et cetera. But it's all adjustable. It's like your algorithm, right? You can always hone your algorithm. And at the same time, the algorithm, the machine needs to have the data. The data are the structure, great experiences from failures, from successes, from neutral. Right then, you compound your experiences data into your machine, then you get sharper. So part of what JSONR does, 3EQ does, is to help you hone your algorithm, your skills, your story, okay? And when people say mindset, I, you know, growth mindset, the Stanford professor wrote a book, I'm sure we read, read, read the book mindset. To me, growth mindset is insufficient. I call it growth and contribution mindset. The reason I do that is that Without contribution, you're incomplete in your equation for fulfillment. You need to have growth and contribution in order to have fulfillment, right? Then the rest is like connections, relationships, right? Uh, a sense of identity, significance, and have some fun and the security and, and all that, right? It's basic human needs, right? So 
the rest of the four S is really, you know, strategies and skills, right? You talk to McKinsey, BCG, Bank, right? A lot of strategy, but oftentimes these big fat companies that pay them a couple hundred thousand dollars for consulting, some of them don't even implement the strategy. Some of them right. do it for political purposes, et cetera, et cetera, right? Great companies. I work with them. I know, I know top, top yeah. people there. But the fact of the matter is that they, you need to have, you need to be strategic in certain facets of your life, right? You run a company, obviously, you better have a great strategy, right? And you better know how to adapt and pivot based on market conditions, hopefully not too, not too behind the curve, right? And so when it comes to, say, college kids uh, and high school kids go, go down, right? Then, then you got to have strong academic strategy, curriculum strategy, activity strategy, school year, uh, summers, right? Test prep strategy. I even guide kids on how to prepare to even prepare to take the test. There's strategic things you could do, right? Well, you're making a really good point about strategy because I totally agree um, whether you're, you're a leader of a company or whether you're a leader at home and you're trying to navigate, yeah. um, having a proper strategy is, is very important. And guess and, what? There, there are different subsets in your life that are interconnected. This leads to that. That leads to that. In order to get to D, you have to do A, B prime, and then kind of circle around and then get to D. But a lot of people don't have the critical thinking. Don't have the problem solving critical thinking three dimensional to slice and dice incisive. And there's, you know, they're linear thinkers. They're great critical thinkers. But I teach all my kids, whether you're hyper introverted, extroverted, when I say kids, all the way up to 40s, they're kids, yeah. right? <laughs> so to me, they're kids, right? And I love them all. Then, then that is part of the soft skills, you see? The soft skills, right? So guess what? The world's changing so fast right now. A lot of hard skills you pick up, it might be obsolete in two, three, four years. But the soft skills you pick up will stick with you forever. The more the world changes, the more we depend on things that don't change. Right? It's a great point because especially as we think about whether you're a leader yeah. and whether you're um, trying to get into university, think about what's yeah. happened in the last 90 days. And crazy. How, how are people pivoting? So these soft skills are super important because you have maybe planned everything out. I, I know some people, my father who uh, passed, he was a super planner. Yeah. Um, his his, his uh, former boss just wrote my sister and I a letter and he retired in 1994. She was the CFO of Kaiser. Yeah. And she said, no, this is the most meticulous, most thorough. Uh, you know, my dad ran uh, pensions and investment retirement yeah. accounts for all of Kaiser. She, like, yeah. He grew the fund from $250 million to $8 billion. I didn't even know that. but. Yeah. I don't know how my dad would navigate because he's so structured in yeah. a time like this. What yeah. is your, what is your advice on that? Well, um, I think um, I think our, uh, probably our Father in Heaven <laughs> have greater plans. <laughs> How's that? Right? He has greater plans for us. And despite the pain, the the health pandemic, and then the economic global crisis that hits everyone, right? Almost everyone in the world. Um, there, there are a number of silver linings here. Number of silver linings. A number of blessings in disguise. Right. So I'm sure everyone has their own examples and, and story to tell. Um, I don't mind my uh, Wharton Rising Junior daughter coming back home earlier. I don't mind seeing her more often at all. I don't mind that, right? <laughs> and number one, number two, it affords people uh, a bit more stepping back, slow down a little bit, a bit more peace, contemplate, learn more, develop more skills, learn to use Zoom for God's sakes, right? A lot more. By the way, Eric Yuan is an old friend of mine. Uh, yeah. I brought him in as an investor and a board member in my previous education company. Uh, we just had his great first guy. investor, Dan Scheiman, on a couple of weeks ago. So, oh, yeah. great. great. A, Eric Yuan is a great guy. Let me tell you, nine years ago, I saw him give birth to Zoom in my boardroom, right? 
And the guy hasn't changed in terms of his heart and mind, his value system, right? He's very compassionate, very humble, very pragmatic, customer delight, employee delight first. That hasn't changed at all in nine years. People love him, despite his thick Chinese accent, right? Even told me, Jason, you should set up a new, new company on a side to help people like me to fix my accent. <laughs> At tech, I didn't do it. I should have taken take him up and get his investment. But um, yeah, things like that, right? Remote learning. By the way, welcome to work from home. You know? <laughs> so I've been doing that for nine years, right? I go to London. I schedule a meeting with a student 8,000 miles away. It happens clockwork. Nothing changes, right? To me, a home office equals the following three. Home office equals quiet reliable internet, and Zoom. That's it. That's all you need, right? You go anywhere, hotel, right? Lobby, wherever, right? Very fluid. Skills like that. That's hard skills, by the way. But a lot of soft skills reflect back, um, even though a lot of CEOs and people have to kind of scramble to kind of do remote work, not every company is as astute as Google, Slack, Facebook, and Zoom, right? And but the bulk of the companies and at the B20, G20, I see the whole world view very clearly on how the world really works, right? Oftentimes people have these wrong assumptions about how the world really works. Um, is that the vast majority of the jobs are actually run by SMEs, right? Nine out of ten businesses in America is actually family businesses. Yeah. Right? So the vast majority are not as say uh, savvy as we Silicon Valley insiders. So it's, it's a, then it's an opportunity for you to improve, right? But the key is that you got to be humble enough and wise enough to want to improve. So what I do is to help my students and clients achieve the greatest next level outcomes. I help them clarify what the goals are, right? Sometimes they don't know. Even billionaires sometimes, they're not sure about what they want. They might be great business leaders in their field, right? But when it comes to, say, grooming the kids, they're not, they're not an expert. I mean, I got client parents that went to Stanford, went to Harvard Business School, went to Berkeley, went to all sorts of top schools, right? But they're humble enough to realize that if I were, if I think I know everything, then I'm just, I think, I think that's called stupidity. You don't do that, right? You, you get the best third party is like the Holy Spirit and, and, and Father and, and Son, right? It's like, you know, the child, especially tweens, teenagers, 20-somethings, right? The parent. Without that third-party high-quality mentorship, the, the equation is never complete. And I'm speaking from 20,000 hours experience, like pattern recognition, I see it all the time, pattern rec recognition. There will always be a struggle, no matter how smart you are. You're a parent, you could have got a PhD in psychology from Harvard, but there will always be a struggle, right? Because your kids will never fully listen to you once you go to middle school and high school and college, right? They're more independent, blah, 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 right? But something about the third party is different. Jason, I could be talking to you all day on these topics and I definitely want to have you back because we're out of time on this segment. And But when we come back, you're going to be talking about your outlook for the future. Okay. So once again, um, I'm very happy to have my friend Jason Ma, CEO and Chief Mentor of 3EQ. He's devoted the last decade and 20,000 hours of more on empowering you to be your better self. If you want to get a hold of Jason, just email us at info at svn.biz and we'll be sure to connect you with Jason and 3EQ. So we'll be right back with more Jason. You can always find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, or Twitter. You can download our podcast at svn.biz and we'll be right back. For questions or comments on today's program, call 1-888-828-7846. That's 888-828-SVIN. Now, back to Silicon Valley Insider 
Once again, your host, Keith Koo. Hey, Insiders. Welcome back to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. My special guest today is Jason Ma, CEO and Chief Mentor of 3EQ. His firm is empowering students, leaders, CEOs, investors on really how to be a next generation leader. So welcome back, Jason. Thank you. You know, it dawned on me that we had such a great conversation today. We talked about Xers and millennials and students. Uh, we really haven't had a chance to talk about Generation Z. So It's so huge. Gen Z worldwide for information. The world today has got 7.8 billion people. Okay, <laughs> One quarter to close, very soon one third, uh, including Africa okay, and other uh, countries is going to be Gen Z. And Gen Z, in our uh, practical purposes in this show, is really, you're talking about the early professionals, the uh, college, university, graduate students, high schoolers, and middle school kids, right? So I touch on college students, right? The key goals are the important term. But high school kids, I'm sure they're parents here, right? Then high school kids are actually very simple, but also very complicated. The simplicity is that the most important goals for most of them, most of them the achievers, are college admissions. Yeah. Let's face it, right? And in my business, that's very core in, my, in what I do. And, uh, and uh, it's a joy to mentor uh, high achievers that are teenagers. Why? Because they're malleable. They're demoldable, right? They're, 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 their prefrontal cortex is still developing until the mid-20s, right? Same for college students. I even tell my Gen Z daughter, 23, 20, I say, do that. Your prefrontal cortex are still developing, right? I remind <laughs> them for fun. Bad joke, right? The bad joke factory here at home. Then it's about college missions. That's it. That's the most important life stage goals. Unlike college kids, important life stage goals are you know, career positioning, first job, internship, other things around them. Enjoy college life. Not to get all stressed out and anxiety-filled or depressed, right? Did you guys know that? I bet you a lot of them, a lot of you guys don't know. A lot of kids that apply that actually attend Ivy League, uh, Stanford, MIT, mm-hmm. UC Berkeley. A lot of these kids actually stressed out of their minds. Oh, I feel with anxiety, some depressed. They don't talk about it, right? And they keep it under wraps. Because the parents and the kids in high school, when they're back in high school, all they think about is college admissions. I call it college admissions myopia, short-sightedness, right? Then I, 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 uh, I'm usually, people know me to be very inspirational, very loving, very compassionate. But here, I'm, I'm putting my Vino Kosla head, right? <laughs> Not to be bluntly honest with you or hypocritically polite, right? But I'm directly honest with you. Because as a mentor, I'm like, if I do, Sherry, I got to have to tell you the truth, serve you to the truth, and then serve you to the dreams, right? Then a lot of parents, right, no matter how successful you are, I mean, I got CEOs and tech companies and, and all that in Silicon Valley, right? They're very successful people. And, you know, but I see um, some of men, not my, my, my non-clients, right? Myopia, denial, pride, uh, overwhelm, neglect, hearsay. And then they base the decisions on these states. It's like, what type of high-quality decision they're going to be making or high-quality indecisions, then the results are going to be subpar, right? It's a very normal pattern because a lot of my high school, uh, my in fact, the bulk of my high school students, right, are actually, they already go to these top private schools mm-hmm. in Atherton, right? You could, you could all of them, I, I coach kids over the past 15 years. So I'm not going to name the schools, right? Atherton in San Jose and, you know, you know all over uh the, the South Bay, right? The South yep. Bay is actually the most competitive in the Bay Area, right? Just like Manhattan and Boston. S- similar to Seoul, Hong Kong, Shanghai, right? Singapore, sure. very similar. Right, a lot of Tiger families here, right? 
And so the prognosis is that, uh, you know, like for me, I've got so many kids that already got admitted to all the eight IVs, right? You know, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, Columbia, Penn, Dartmouth, Brown, Cornell, Stanford, MIT, Caltech, Chicago, Berkeley Engineering, et cetera. The top 50, I got kids in there, right? Yeah. And I got, in fact, I celebrate. Uh, I catch up with my former students quite a bit, right? It's like, what, what you're doing? Some of them, some of them is going to be billionaires. A bunch of them are in my book, Young Leaders 3.0, right? And these, some kids are doing well. Some kids uh, that are not my students. I see a lot of kids that graduate from top schools, to tell you the truth, not my students, in the mid-20s and the late-20s. What they do, to me, is actually not that impressive. They're still just professionals. They're not even in management. Some of them want to rise up. Maybe they lack the 3 EQ. They went to top, top schools, right? So that's why, hmm, what's wrong with a picture? I, it's my job to help you raise your delta early on so that you, you, your delta is higher, you'll rise up faster, mm. right? Do, do other kids. I tell my kids, my, my kids are doing well. They're happy kids, right? Because I imagine initially you work with your peers from Harvard, from Stanford, from Wharton, from Berkeley, from Georgetown. Imagine in the future, some of them's going to end up working for you, right? Because you're going to be CEO, you're going to be CTO, you're going to be a leader, right? That's how I think. That's how I coach my students, right? I'm not saying that all the students are that good. Um, so when it comes to high school kids, Gen Z, uh, despite the structural changes we're seeing right now from a pandemic, right? Remote learning and, you know, you know uh, test optional for, for a lot of IVs and, and all that, right? SAT optional, blah, 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 for at least one year. A lot of stuff going on, remote learning, semi-open, semi-not. One thing that doesn't change is hyper-competition. That doesn't change. Hyper-competition. So you're going to be more adaptable navigating through the past right now, right? And then college kids, they want to enjoy college life, not get all stressed out, right? Same thing. So moving, moving forward, the future of work and education um, is ever more important right now to really work on uh, in addition to goal achievement, right? You know, in Silicon Valley, we all, a lot of type A's, right? Goal achievement, goal achievement. Wonderful. I, that's part of what I do, core, core, right? It's so routine for me, I don't have to talk about it, right? Um, but it's just as important for me to help you hone your horizontal in addition to your vertical goal achievement, right? So recap, high school, vertical goal achievement, college admissions. Vertical goal achievement, vertical goal achievement for college students, right? Your first job, career positioning, internship, et cetera, right? Once you're working, then it's about your career, business, personal success, maybe family success, your vertical goal achievements. But we have to keep honing our 4S and 3EQ along the way. Yeah. Why do dozens of billionaires want to hire Tony Robbins? They pay him a million dollars. Right now, it's impossible. Waitlist six years ago, seven years. One million dollars, 12 hours. I'm serious. Billionaires. They work on my well, I, I know a lot of folks who've gone into the other programs with Tony. And yes, you're absolutely right. Hey, hey Jason, I'm going to have to have you back on because this is such an engaging conversation right at time. So really wow. appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for inviting. It's so much fun. So once again, uh, Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo, special guest, Jason Ma, CEO and chief mentor at 3EQ. If you have any questions or comments about what we talked about today, which we covered a lot generationally and what to do during um, your pivot, email us at info at svn.biz. We'll make sure you get in touch with Jason and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Insider with Keith Koo. For questions or comments on today's program or to schedule a complimentary consultation with Keith about your business, call 1-888-828-SVIN. That's 1-888-828-7846, 888-828-SVIN. 